This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad to be with you again. And glad to be wrapping up the week, aren't you? I know, I know. It's been a long week, and the weather looks kind of crummy today, but looks like the weekend's going to be fantastic. And we're going to talk about the weekend here in just a moment. The voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, is stopping by. We haven't had him, of course, since the end of the regular season for the Saints. Jim is uh, here to tell us about Hokie Fest this weekend in Madisonville. It's a uh, big fundraiser for our good friend, Hokie Gaijan, who, as you know, is in a real battle with cancer right now. And uh, their family needs some help financially with uh, mounting medical bills. And uh, a lot of Hokie's friends and family have put together a huge event coming up at Friends in Madisonville on Sunday. And uh, I think there's a lot of street talk about it. I think there's some people with some questions about it. And Jim Henderson will be stopping by to talk about that. So Jim will be here to lift our spirits and spread the uh, good news about this event. It's an emotional topic, but I think, again, it's going to be a fantastic event on Sunday, uh, all for a very good cause. So uh, that's a big part of our show today. And then, of course, you know, we've got a Pelicans win to talk about and Final Four weekend on our minds, too. As far as the Pelicans go, I think they put on a great show last night at the Smoothie King Center. They beat the Denver Nuggets 101-95. And, uh, you know, while the news around the Pelicans has been dominated by doom and gloom and all the injuries and, and the unbelievable circumstances that the Pelicans are trying to finish this season, there's a group of players, uh, some guys that have been on the roster that are getting uh, new roles and extended minutes, and then a crop of D-League guys most of them in on simply 10-day contracts that are playing their rear ends off and have been putting on a good show. They they have uh, rewarded us with two wins at home this week, including last night. And we're seeing, uh, uh, you know, um, I guess spirited play from guys like Luke Babbitt, who led the team with 22 points last night, and uh, Tony Douglas, who was double figures now in 11 of his last 12. He got his first double-double since 2011 last night with 20 and 10. And there was also... A double-double involving Babbitt because with his game, or excuse me, a team-high 22 points, he also added 10 rebounds. And then two of the guys have barely been with the team. James Ennis had 11, Tim Frazier with 17, and Jordan Hamilton in his second start had 14 last night. So it was a, it was a very good time at the Smoothie King Center. The uh, Pelicans hit the road uh, tomorrow. We'll talk more about that before we finish up on this Friday. And then as far as Final Four weekend goes, how can you not be excited about you know two games on Saturday and a national championship game on Monday night? Of course, uh, you've got North Carolina and uh, Syracuse in one semifinal and Villanova and uh, Oklahoma in the other. And to help us uh, preview the weekend, we'll welcome back Brian Anderson. Uh, Brian, uh, probably a lot of us know him from NBA coverage. He does a lot of uh, NBA on TNT for Turner. But he also does a tremendous amount of college basketball, not only through the regular season, but he's had an increased role now in the men's basketball tournament for TBS and CBS. Uh, he is, in fact, uh, now, I guess, right underneath the lead crew in, uh, that features Jim Nance. But Brian Anderson, a play-by-play man who just worked last weekend's regional finals, uh, will join us here today to talk not only the NBA, but obviously help us preview the uh, final four and the end of the 
college basketball season. So we're pleased to bring Brian back today. Good show. Hope you'll stay with us. It's a good Friday, and uh, we'll move on with our conversations, starting with uh, Jim Henderson here in just a moment. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, April 9th against the Phoenix Suns. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. It's been a while since we've uh, been able to speak with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, but he's very kind enough to join us here on this Friday and uh, here to talk about a big event coming up this weekend for our good friend Hokie Gaijan. Hokie Fest is about to hit the North Shore. And uh, Jim, good morning and uh, welcome back. Sean, thanks very much, and thanks for promoting this very good cause. Absolutely. First of all, I, I want to say, um, or I'm wanting to hope that you've had a tremendous off-season so far. Uh, any any reports that you're willing to share with the Houdat Nation? I have had a very nice time. Um, time to catch up on some fishing. I went down to Mexico for the second straight year bass fishing, and most recently we took a two-week trip over to Sicily, which was very enjoyable, and a few more things on the horizon, but... It's been great. As you well know, during the, the season, uh, you're pretty much ruled every day by what you've got to do and the commitments that you have, and it's nice to have the time to catch up on things in the off season. So everything's fine. Outstanding effort there, my friend. Um, as we all know, Hokie Gaijan is in quite a battle here with cancer, and, uh, and some medical bills have piled up, as, as with the case with, with most battling a disease of such magnitude, and here we are with friends of Hokie Gaijan putting together a wonderful event this weekend on the North Shore in Madisonville. It'll take place at Friends Restaurant, and uh, it looks to be an all-day affair as it's, uh, I guess, uh, very well-named uh, Hokie Fest on Sunday. Jim, what, is, what has happened with the planning of this event, and, and what are we to look forward to on Sunday? Well, Sean, it's going to start around 11 a.m. It'll be at Friends on the Chifuncta. I think anybody from the North Shore is familiar with that restaurant. Uh, right on the Chifuncta River. If you're uh, heading west and go across the Madisonville Bridge, just take a quick right and stay along the river, and you really can't miss it. Um, it starts at 11 a.m. It's supposed to go to 8 p.m. or longer. There will be bands all day long. I know Saints fans are fami- familiar with Abdul, who 
is a longtime fixture as a Saints fan. Uh, he's going to be playing music. Other bands will as well. This man's name is Al Dockan, and I've known Al since why way back in the Buddy D uh, era. So uh, he and I have been helping to plan this. He has been uh, tremendously instrumental in putting it all together along with uh, Hokie's family. There are going to be some incredible auction items, uh, raffle prizes, door prizes, food and drink. Um, many former saints in the neighborhood, I think, will be coming by. And I really think it's going to be huge. Uh, the, one of the reasons they've moved it to Friends on the Chifuncta from Hooked Up, which is the Gaijan's family restaurant, is to accommodate as many people as, as we can. And we think it's going to be an overflow crowd from 11 a.m. on. So uh, the weather's going to cooperate and it's uh, just a tremendous cause, and I can't wait to see a lot of people supporting one of the very best people in the world. No doubt about that. And my goodness, uh, starting with the entertainment here, as you mentioned, Abdul, who's just an absolute favorite of fan, uh, Saints fans for years and years, but Ricky, Ricky, and Dave, four unplugged, bottoms up, and supercharger all playing, and this goes all throughout the day. Uh, just just this, the fact that these big-name local bands have, have jumped in here uh, speaks to how highly people are thinking of this event. That's a that's a that's a lineup that you wouldn't find at most festivals this time of year, Jim. Yeah, and it's a, such a tribute to Hokey. I mean, <clears throat> he's been a part of our community in one form or fashion, and a part of the state for his entire life as an athlete, as a scout, as a player, as a broadcaster. And uh, you can't have met Hokey Gaijan and not be impressed by his character. What a steadfast guy he is what a loyal friend he is, what a tough guy he is, what a tremendous family man he is. So <clears throat> even without being solicited, so many people have just stepped forward, having heard about this, to, no to donate fishing trips, hunting trips, um, other prizes of, of tremendous magnitude. And it's all a tribute to him and what kind of person he is in the, the straits he's in. Jim, is there a story worth sharing about how this event has come together as to, to when or who thought of it and, and, and how it's come together so so nicely? Well, I'll give all the credit in the world to Al, Al Dockan um, because he has been involved as an auctioneer at things like this. Obviously, he's a musician. He's a huge Saints fan. And I had the idea that perhaps Archie and I could do something uh, as a fundraiser for Hokie and uh, when I contacted Judy about that, my idea was maybe to do it down at Manning's uh, in uh, the quarter in New Orleans. And she said that Al had already started thinking about this and had met with, with Brandon, who is Hokie's son-in-law, about possibly doing something. So she said, can Al give you a call? And I said, of course. And once he did, the ball started rolling. I had certain people that I knew I wanted to try to solicit things from. And people have really been amazing. I mean, they've gone above and beyond. <clears throat> One of them being Archie himself. When I contacted Archie about this, and he said, well, uh, I'll get you something nice. And what he has donated is a, a Super Bowl MVP football signed by his two sons, Eli and, and Peyton, who, of course, were Super Bowl MVPs. It's One of only two um, in the world that exist. So we're trying to find a way to maximize that, whether it be put on eBay or to be auctioned off. Obviously, we want to try to earn as much money as possible, but that's just one of, of many singular gifts like that that are going to be, I think, in, in great demand. My goodness, that's a huge gift. Outstanding. Jim, will there be a charge at the door, any kind of admission to Hokie Fest? No. Nope, no cover charge whatsoever. Obviously, donations will be sought, but 
uh, you're not going to be hit up by people constantly to contribute. I think people will be um, very generous just out of respect to Hokie, but no, there's no cover charge at the door. What about parking? Have you talked to friends about any details about you know enough parking or being mindful of uh, of quaint little Madison villas as we all descend upon the village? <laughs> that is one of the concerns, and I know they're working on that. Uh, they're they're a little concerned about how much parking there is at Friends, and I think the last I heard, and this comes secondhand, they're talking about an area prior to going over the bridge um, that has a large parking area in which you could leave your car and actually walk across. It's a very easy, very easy walk across the Madisonville Bridge and just hang a right and walk to Friends because we anticipate a large number of cars. So if, if people are hearing this and thinking about going and they're coming uh, from Mandeville in that direction before they cross the bridge, they might look to their right and just see if there's a, a more convenient parking area because we expect an overflow crowd and we expect it to be there almost all day. Yeah, I know the area you're talking about. I think that's all uh, Salty's Marina is kind of in that general direction that's there. It, so. That's it exactly, Sean. That's yeah, it. excellent, excellent. Jim, I, I, I know there have been some reports uh, in the newspaper and online, especially through WWL, AM, and FM, about Hokie's condition here of late and, and an update on his uh, struggle. Uh, is there anything worth sharing at this point as to how Hokie is doing? Well, I think it was he's been very matter-of-fact, and his family has as well. Probably the latest thing that people are aware of was the fact that he broke his leg, um, his femur. And so that is uh, that set him back somewhat and probably set back some of the things that they could do radiation-wise. So that's the most uh, urgent thing that he's battling, uh, to my knowledge. But um, it's about as serious as could be, and that's the way we approach it. Absolutely. Uh, any formal program other than the bands on stage, Jim, for Sunday? Don't know of one, no, Sean. I think uh, when I spoke to Abdul, we met two days ago and tried to outline how we're going to handle this, and we're trying to figure out the timing of, of some of these auction items. He's done this a lot, so I think that's very bright. He said you don't want the bands sitting around uh, while you auction off a, a million little things. We want to try to keep the entertainment flowing. We want to try to keep the day going, and yet we still want to maximize, and we'll probably play this by ear when the biggest crowd of people might be there that we could generate the most money auctioning off some of the bigger items. Yeah, the event starts at 11 a.m. and runs basically throughout the day. If there's one thing, Jim, we know about Saints fans and, and the people of southeast Louisiana, they love a good party and they love mm -hmm. taking care of their own. So I think you've got the uh, perfect formula here for a fantastic fundraiser. Well, that's a good way to put it. We hope so. Uh, sponsors, Jim, who, who is stepping up to help sponsor the event? You know, Sean, I, I really don't know all the details about that. I know some corporations have probably pitched in to do so. Um, there'll be an, any number of auction items. I'll give you another good example of, um, of the generosity of some of these people. If you're from the North Shore, you probably know uh, Pat Gallagher, uh, who has a couple of restaurants on the North Shore. And I approached him about doing donating a dinner for two, and he said, yeah, let's do a dinner for two. I said, do you want to put a a limit on this he goes well dinner for two 250 dollars would be nice would give somebody a nice dinner for two and then he said i'll tell you what let's do two of them let's do one at each restaurant wow see th these stories just make my heart feel good on this friday i can't wait to see how this event turns out on sunday jim me too i look forward to seeing you there i hope uh, we'll see a lot of saints fans there come early stay late be generous um it's a good cause 
Yeah, good spirit and a fat wallet will be just fine. Um, no doubt about that. Jim, while I've got you on the line here, Saints offseason is in full swing. Any thoughts about what the black and gold have been doing here over the last several weeks? Well, it's been pretty quiet, I think, and you read all the reports of what people think nationally about the Saints' efforts in free agency, and uh, I don't think this should come as any surprise to people because of the, the cap urgency that they were under to, to stay under the cap. They didn't have a lot of money to spend. Hopefully they've spent it wisely. I think James Laurinaitis will help, although he's a bit long in the tooth and has played a lot of football, but I, I can see him uh, helping that defense, getting people organized, and, and being a guy you can count on every single week in the middle, moving Stephon Anthony probably to the weak side linebacking position uh, will probably help him. He was under an awful lot of pressure and played very well last year, but his role with the team uh, to be in the middle and to call the defensive signals and try to get the defense organized, I think the pickup of James Laurinaitis will help a lot. Um, I'm not sure Kobe Fleener for Ben Watson is a, a very attractive trade for the Saints, and essentially that's about what it is. Uh, they've gotten some other additional linebacking help that could help them on special teams. So uh, I think it's probably right now a chance to sit back and look at what they've got. Tim Hightower will probably be added before too long. And then see what comes out of the draft. The schedule, I think, comes out around April 18th, and that's always a big time. It sort of uh, kick-starts the season for you, even though it's still the off season. When that schedule comes out, I think people are thinking more than ever Saints football and People always think Saints football 12 months out of the year, but that, that really generates a lot of enthusiasm. The draft to come, and here we go, OTAs, and football's right around the corner. No doubt about it. Right now, though, the matter of the moment is our good friend Hokey Guy, John. And, Jim, thank you very much for not only uh, helping us promote the event today, but for also being such a big part of the planning. And give our best to Hokey and Judy, and tell Al thank you, and Robert Carroll, and and the kids, uh, you know, all of them who have put together this event, we, we really appreciate it, and, and uh, thanks for coming on today. I'm, I'm so glad we got to speak to this today. I am, too, and thanks for the opportunity, Sean. Be safe in your travels. Thank you, sir. I'll be getting an update from you on the event when we return from the East Coast uh, this week uh, upcoming. There he is, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget, Hokie Fest is at Friends on the Chapunkta River in Madisonville this coming Sunday. And the event starts at 11 a.m., entertainment all day. You heard Jim talk about some of the fantastic auction items. Uh, again, no admission, no cover. Just bring a good spirit and a fat wallet, and let's raise a lot of money for our good friend, Hokey Guy Shot. Stay with us. We're fast relief, Summer is coming and Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keeps offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keeps and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keeps. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face -face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us, here to build a future with you. 
If you haven't experienced our new and improved sideline premier seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action, but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline premier seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Brian Anderson's our next guest. He's been a busy man over the last month on top of his normal responsibilities with the Milwaukee Brewers and the NBA on TNT. He, of course, has been calling the action during the NCAA men's basketball tournament on TBS and CBS, and he's kind enough to join us here before the weekend and help us preview the Final Four. Hello, Brian. Hello, Sean. Good to hear from you, buddy. Good to hear from you too. Gosh, you guys were very busy. Did you? Let me just ask you this: Did you have fun? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that uh, you kind of forget that you're you're stretching yourself thin. At least your mental capacity. I mean, at least my mental capacity. I think it's probably easier for some people, but I'm a small-brained person to begin with. So I was uh, stretching it as far as I could go with all the names and all the teams and all the travel. Yeah, but it, it's great fun. It's uh, it's really one of the coolest events, March Madness, um, that I do and I've ever done. And there's a lot of work. You don't really exhale until afterwards. And then when you're done, uh, you feel like, you know, you've really put in the effort. And so it's good to get a few days off before you start up the baseball season. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's just so, so much drama. You know, there's no other event that there are so many people crying and jumping for joy in, in the same venue. And you just do it over and over again. It's hard to stay objective, isn't it? It is because you, there's the human element involved, and, and um, I think it's important maybe not to stay objective on a few things, especially when it comes to the emotions that are coming out. And um, you know, the, these games mean so much to these players and these programs, obviously these coaches. Um, but there are that first day, the four games. You know, you're dealing with eight teams. There are going to be eight teams involved for moving on for go home and the going home part is really tough for all of those teams to handle and sometimes the juxtaposition between the elation versus uh you know the sadness is kind of what makes it so entertaining in a sick sort of way <laughs> it's 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 certainly less sick than some of the other reality tv that we see nowadays so brian <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I'll take the, the reality of the men's basketball tournament over some of the uh, sickness that we do see otherwise. Um, you know, let me ask you this. After watching kind of somewhat from afar, obviously with me in the NBA, uh, during the college basketball season there was a lot of volatility. We had a number of teams that at different points could claim that they were number one in the country. I thought we'd have a pretty volatile tournament. Did we or, or did we not in your eyes? Yeah, I think it, and you know, as it has flushed out. I mean, obviously, the the huge loss there, at least for the top seeds or you know the one twos, were was that Michigan State loss. So that that did clear the way a little bit for some others. Um, but you know, I think at the end of the day, the the committee got it right. They got, you know, I, I think the one team that had the biggest gripe was probably Moorhead, but. At the end of the day, it all looked good. I mean, you get you get big market teams, even though a, a team like Syracuse is a 10 seed, which is really rare. It's the, it's the lowest seed they've ever had, the highest number they've ever had attached to their name. Um, it had been eight. So 
when you think about a 10 seed, you're usually thinking mid-majors. You're thinking about teams that maybe you haven't heard of. Um, but when you get a brand like Syracuse and then they catch fire and do what they've done and they've ended up in the Final Four, um, I think it says a lot. I think the committee believed in, in them. and that, You know, you always want those brand names, but I think the first day, the round of 64 at least, that's when you kind of want to tap into some of these smaller schools and the Cinderella story. But I think any TV executive would tell you, and I think most fans would tell you too, when it gets to this point, when you get to Sweet 16, Elite Eight, or, you know, obviously Final Four, you want to see the teams that you know and that you're familiar with and um, these these great programs. And if there is an upstart, then that's the story too. But it usually ends up um, kind of the way it has ended up this year. Yeah, plenty of brand names. Um, when you look at the four teams, Brian, uh, this weekend, uh, what, what strikes you most uh, with regard to whether it be one individual team or perhaps the two matchups that we'll see on Saturday? Well, for me, North Carolina is the best team right now. I mean, they they have their holes, but they haven't shown any of those those holes in the tournament. So they're they're obviously four and zero, but they've won games by double digits. They're you know they've been putting together these amazing runs at particular times during the game. I think about that Princeton game, uh, or I beg your pardon, that Providence game. They match up against Providence, and about the fifteen minute mark, it's tied at forty one, and then. From that point to the end of the game, North Carolina proceeded to hang 43 points on the board in 15 minutes. And mm. I think that's kind of what what North Carolina is all about. They're so talented. They're, um, they have all the depth. They have all the pieces. They have the guards. They have the size, speed. They like to run. They're fun to watch. Um, so, for me, North Carolina is a team to beat. Syracuse is the interesting anomaly in this because they have not played well until the tournament. Um, they got raced in the AT, ACC tournament by Pitt, and it ends up being that you know they've made it to the Final Four, but they've had freshmen step up and now looking like NBA players, actually, Tyler Lydon and Malachi Richardson. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Syracuse hasn't beaten North Carolina this year. And then on the other end, you got Oklahoma with Buddy Heald, who's likely the player of the year. I think it was a two-man race with Denzel Valentine until the early out by Michigan State. So I think Heald's probably going to win that award. That's intriguing. And then Villanova, a team that I've seen a lot of in the Big East, um, that's a that's a team that has very similar to North Carolina with a lot of the pieces and a very good point guard and uh, Archie Diacono. So you need that guy who's going to manage and control the games, and he can certainly do that. So I, I, for me, it's going to be North Carolina and Villanova. I think North Carolina is going to win the national championship. Wow. How about that? Well, they are so well-rounded. Roy Williams has been there before. You mentioned a couple of the guys, and Buddy Heald included here. You know, NBA fans will watch this weekend maybe a little bit differently. If you were to pick out two or three guys that are possible lottery guys, have you covered them, or is there somebody else still on your list? Yeah, you know, I think the – Probably the biggest lottery guys that I've seen, at least that I've called and, and worked games with, is uh, is going to be Henry Ellenson, who didn't make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry Ellenson plays for Marquette. I feel like uh, those that I've talked to and everybody that I know, uh, he's a top ten pick. So he's from Wisconsin. He's a six eleven guy that um, can can handle the ball, can shoot the three. Even though he had really dreadful three point shooting numbers this year, but um, I think he's he's kind of your next level point forward size um 
Uh, so I think Henry Ellison's probably the best guy I've seen. Ben Simmons, obviously. I didn't see Ben this year, but watched him a lot on television. Um, you know, and then I think you're going you're starting to see a few guys. For me, this uh, this kid Tyler Lydon is an interesting guy um, with Syracuse. He's a he's a six eleven big man that can shoot and dribble. Very athletic, uh, is a leaper, and he's really emerged here. He kind of has changed what Syracuse is. You know, he he's been the guy that mans the middle of that zone and super athletic guy. So uh, I like I like both of those guys, Malachi Richardson and Tyler Lydon. Um, just trying to think about. Obviously, Marcus Page um, would. I think he'll get a chance. You know, I don't think he's a lottery pick, uh, but Bryce Johnson certainly is. I think Bryce Johnson. Well, you know what? I take it back. I think I'm hearing Bryce Johnson more, more like the 20 range. Um, but wow, he's an incredible athlete with height and uh, man speed, and just can jump out of the gym. So those are probably the guys that stand out. It's hard to watch a college game though, and think about it in NBA terms when you're doing the tournament. It's because the, the programs, you know, maybe the systems are different. You know, there aren't there are no teams running a 2-3 zone exclusively like Syracuse, so it's kind of hard to know uh, what these guys project as um, at, at the next level. But as far as pure talent, uh, those would be some of the guys. Oh, here's a name for you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think the kid from Indiana, OG, is going to be He's the guy that's probably the stock has gone up the most. I don't think he's coming out, but um, I think he's, he's his stock's probably rise the most over the last week or so. So maybe the 2017 draft for him then? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a guy to watch. I mean, I think, you know, who knows what's going to happen because he had a really good uh, run in the tournament, but um, he'd probably be better served to uh, – go back to school but I, I know steve smith was my partner and he was raving about <laughs> and not steve, only the physical makeup but just the athleticism the long arms the, the leaping ability the, the basketball smarts um and and you know, he comes from a, a really bright educated family it's just it's, uh, mom and dad are both professors and so you know this, this guy is like a pretty next level thinker and and he's a great athlete physically as well. So um, you could see a guy like that just getting better and better and actually being a really good NBA player. I'm not going to throw a Draymond Green label at him, but that's what he feels like. He can guard all those positions. He can he can guard a point guard or he can guard a four or a five if he needed him to in six seven. So it's, uh, he's a fun guy to maybe keep an eye on. Wow, I need to do that because uh, I, I guess, frankly, I'm being just to- totally honest. I didn't have him on my radar screen, but I will now. So. Uh, and if Smitty likes him, then <laughs> then we're all on board. Just knowing Steve yeah. Smith, yeah. yeah. Smitty liked a couple of guys. He, li- you know, uh, he liked VJ Beecham with Notre Dame. I think as a shooter, and he looks a lot like Smitty if you watch any Notre Dame games. He's six eight. He's kind of thin. So yeah, he was. I was just kind of going on his eyes. He's kind of a shooting expert, at least with visually, what he looks and what he's seeing in guys with their release points and how they, you know, their quickness of shot and. I know Beach was a guy that he mentioned a few times, and so I have to take his word for it. Absolutely. Brian Anderson's with us. Brian, before I let you go, I know that you have a playoff assignment, of course, with uh, the NBA on TNT. Am I to assume Western Conference here, Brian? No. Uh, oh. Well, the first round, so we I do two rounds. Okay. Um, and the first round of the playoffs will be all over the place. Uh, TNT does have the Western Conference Finals this uh. year, so, um, you know, that's where – Marv will be Marv Albert and 
and his crew. And, you know, we'll, we'll bounce all over in that first round. We'll, we share that with AS, uh, ESPN and ABC and we'll be all over the map. So, um, yeah, it'll be east west and back and forth. Now, usually in the second round is when we start. My, my group will lock into one series. And so whatever they deem is the third series, you know, Marv Albert's crew is going to have the top series and then Kevin Harlan's crew and then my crew will have uh, whatever they deem is the third series. Give me the possible series that intrigues you the most. And, and if you could pick, you could pick up the phone and call the executives and say, <laughs> make sure I get at least a game or two of this. What would it be? Well, I mean, I think everybody wants the uh, potential Spurs Warriors matchup, but I can almost guarantee you that's not coming my way. <laughs> so, if you want me to be realistic, um, you know, I'm not sure. We, we, I would love to just see Golden State. Obviously, last year we were on Golden State and uh, in New Orleans with you guys, and it, they're just a joy to to watch and cover. And you never know what's going to happen. So, I think for any announcer uh, being assigned to the Golden State. Um, series is, is a good thing even if you can get a couple of games in that series and then for personally for me i would love to just do a, a san antonio series at some level I, I worked for them for so long uh, i spent over a decade with them and i was on the air eight years with the spurs as a sideline reporter and i've never actually called a game for turner i've never called a spurs game for turner even though i've been with them now for uh, three years doing nba so i would love to do that and i'd love to get back and haven't even been back to san antonio since I left in 06, so I, I would really enjoy a chance to go to go back to San Antonio, but just for, for personal reasons more than anything. I hope you get your wish. I do, I do. Well, thanks, uh, Yeah. Uh, by the way, any team in the East that can knock off Cleveland or any team in the West that can knock off Golden State slash San Antonio in your eyes? Uh, I think Oklahoma City has a shot. You know, I like them. I'm, I mean, they're certainly, when they get all the pieces put together, I could see that. I could see that happening. It wouldn't surprise me. I think it would be an upset, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and then in the East, I really like, you know, I, I want to love Boston, but I really like Toronto. And so, and I think Cleveland's a little vulnerable right now. I just, I don't know. The, I mean, they have, they, you know, obviously LeBron's a difference maker, but I just, that, there's something about that team that doesn't click. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I don't know if it's just, if it's just the LeBron factor and some of the stuff that goes on there, it's just I don't know. They don't play happy to me. I mean, you've seen them. Um, they just don't play happy. And I, I don't know if a team um, can necessarily ride it through. I still think they have the best talent. But I, I would love to see a team like Toronto um, jump up. And, you know, I, I just, I'm just imagining what it would be like in Toronto and all of Canada if they could actually catch fire here, get on a run, and, and actually – make a run in the playoffs. I would love to see that. I think it would be great for the game. I think it would be, too. And Canada needs it. They don't have any hockey team in the uh, NHL postseason, which is crazy. <laughs> so, go Raptors in this case. Brian, you're uh, a very good friend. The playoffs were awesome last year, too. Right? Oh, yeah. With the Blue Jays. I mean, that was incredible. It's just so, a great town. Fun. It's just a great town. Yeah. It really no is. Brian, you're a good friend. I appreciate all your insight. It's so valuable. And, and all the best to you, uh, not only uh, in the NBA postseason, but as you begin – Yet another season with the Milwaukee Brewers, too. I appreciate that, man. And I'm, I'm, we'll get you Pelicans back in there next year, okay? Next year. Well, we just need some players that can wear a uniform and not a suit on the sidelines. That'd be a good start. So. <laughs> That's true. Yes. I know it. I know it. Yep. Thank All you, right, Brian. Buddy. Good work, John. Thank you, Brian. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. 
At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Great conversations because of great guests. Thanks again to Brian Anderson and Jim Henderson today for joining us for the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Congratulations to the Pelicans for their win last night. Uh, the guys will travel tomorrow to the East Coast. It's a matinee for you on Sunday, uh, noon central time for the Pelicans and the Brooklyn Nets from the Barclays Center. We'll have coverage, of course, not only on Fox Sports New Orleans, but the Pelicans Radio Network. Then a game on Tuesday against the Sixers and Wednesday against the Boston Celtics before uh, finally returning excuse me, home again to uh, face uh, a couple of more teams before we wrap up the home schedule. Three more teams on that home schedule, by the way. Suns, Bulls, and Lakers. Don't forget to get your tickets for the uh, remaining home dates on the Pelicans' schedule. I really thank you all for being with us this week. Thanks to Daniel Salerson and, uh, of course, a brief from the Pelicans dance team and all of our great guests. It's been a fun five days here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll be with you all again starting on Monday. Uh, should have a good show planned for you. We'll be uh, broadcasting to you from Philadelphia and uh, – I think that you want to tune in. There could be some significant news on Monday, and uh, we'll be uh, anxiously awaiting that, of course. All right, have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget, go out to Hokey Fest on Sunday. Otherwise, spend a lot of time with your friends and your family and enjoy what we think is going to be some pretty good weather after today, of course. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.